This is Sherman Jones, and you're listening to the Bad Apples Podcast. But I'm not. Hi, I'm Leroy Jones. I'm Southern West Virginia, and I'm native of Southern West Virginia. I've been living in Southern West Virginia all my life. I like deer hunt. A lot of people around here like deer hunt. And one thing we like to use, bay and deer, bad apples. They put off good smell, Roman heels, and deer just love them. And recently I found, I also like bad apples. I don't like to eat them. I'm talking about the podcast. Because I'm in long drives going to a hunting stand or a hunting camp up north. Or if I'm just going down the road looking for a deer poach. I got the Bad Apples podcast on. It's the best thing in the world, past time. It ain't that good, but man, it sure does past time. So check it out. And uh, be sure to make them deer in. Is that all you want me to say? <laughs> Welcome back to the Bad Apples podcast. Hey, listen, uh, huge shout out to uh, Sherman and Nick. Uh, Nick from the Evolving Angler Podcast. You guys need to check that podcast out. Great friends uh, from West Virginia. Um, so super happy to have their voice grace uh, the Bad Apples Podcast. Listen, it's the week of Thanksgiving, and uh, I want to say thank you. It's been one year since we started the Bad Apples Podcast together, and uh, hey, people are listening. So I want to say thank you to all who listen and I appreciate you. Uh, we're just having fun, having conversations, and whoever listens, listens, and that's how uh, it's always been. Uh, and you know how we do it. We have our coffee. It's kicking horse coffee from the Canadian Rocky Mountains. It's grizzly paw. It's dark roast. So whatever is in your cup, whether it's a cup, a mug, a tumbler, a disposable cup, a can of soda, whatever it is, hold it up. Here is to you. My friends, Garrett Lavault. What do you think about this coffee, dude? Back again. I haven't actually tried it yet. It's a, roughly the surface of the sun, yeah. And so I haven't I haven't taken a sip yet. But um, it's piping hot. Your house is freezing cold. So between your house being freezing cold and the the coffee being piping hot, I think that <laughs> it'll cool off you pretty quick. But first, let's like let's not skip past one year of bad apples. Dude, one year anniversary, one year ago today, released the first episode, just me and a microphone, and here we are um, a year later. Well, that is robust coffee. Dude, I'm That is some robust coffee. <laughs> you should have seen his face when he tried oh, it. Oh, man. I mean, uh, it's really strong coffee. I think that, uh, I think you may have put a little bit too much uh, coffee per water, no? I, no? I usually go with the same measurement every time for a half a pot. And that's that's you know six scoops for half a pot. That's okay. what I usually go with. Yeah. And man, this is you strong. Probably could have done like two scoops. Probably this uh, thing is intense. Kicking horse coffee, it kicked me right in the face. Yeah, well, it feels it feels like a kicking horse like to my taste buds. It's good. <laughs> it's just very very uh, very dark and very very it's, strong. It's very dark. It's not like Mad Priest that was dark but smooth. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a strong coffee. I like strong coffee. I feel like I should be ranching some uh, buffalo up in the Canadian wilderness, maybe. With this? With this coffee yeah, in my hand. Well, uh, yeah, you should be something. <laughs> uh, the good news is this is going to be a shorter episode with coffee this strong. You know, 
<laughs> I'm gonna have to visit your your restroom. <laughs> yeah, for and, sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, uh, man, back again. I know it's good to it's good to be back, and uh, I, I'm I'm liking this, like being a regular. Yeah. You know, you talked about you come a long way in a year. It's true. I listened to that first episode. Man, you've gotten just so much better every oh, time. Mostly man. because you keep inviting guests like me on. That's you know, the key. Carry the show for you, but that's the key. Man. I'm just kidding, man. I was also like very sad on those first couple episodes. Like it was just very somber. Well, yeah, I I haven't gone back and listened to them recently, so I can't I can't attest to that. Yeah, you know, I just just giving you a hard time. But no, it's good to be back. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, every time I'm on here with you, it's a it's a good time. Yeah, man. Um, you were the first guest I ever had. Yeah. So, I mean, here we are, one year anniversary episode. I get. I mean, it's an anniversary episode, I guess, you know, but we're not doing anything really special other oh. than just hanging out. Yeah. Next time we'll have to go like back through the archives and find the good stuff and be yeah. like, hey, this is what we were wrong about. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> almost. what we were uh, right about. <laughs> I, yeah. I almost, I was in Harvest Market. I, I went and grabbed some coffee uh, for the podcast and I was like, man, they had Mad Goat. And oh, I'm like, man. How perfect would that be to have. Mad Goat back on the uh, the one year episode podcast. That was the coffee yeah. that we tried. Yeah, I, I remember Danville. that. I remember that. I was uh, I was talking to a friend the other day, and they're like, "Hey, you know, I, I tried some uh, some coffee, and it's it's from a place that no one ever wants to go." And I'm like, "Is it Danville? Was it Danville?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Yes." How did you know? I was like, "Was it Mad Goat?" He's like, "Yes, it was Mad Goat coffee." Uh, dude. So, that's awesome. Oh, Danville. Yeah. No, but this stuff, it's uh, Kicking Horse. Yeah. Now, I only know a little bit about Kicking Horse because I listen to a lot of podcasts, and the oh. Outside Podcast is all about this. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the Outside Podcast is big on p- Kicking Horse. Uh, but where's where's this bridge? Where'd you say? Um, the Canadian Rocky Mountains. It, Canadian that's what it said. Rockies. Yeah. In a garage. Okay. Where's where they started in the 90s. And okay. then now they're still in a garage, except it's larger. Okay, that's what they said. All right. Well, like I, I feel a personal connection to Canada. Yeah. Oh yeah, tell me. Uh, have you ever been to Canada? Oh no, you never been to Canada. I mean, no. <laughs> Dude, you need to go. It's, I would love it's, it. Well, okay. I I've been to to Niagara Falls twice, and I hmm. like Niagara Falls. If you've never been, you need to go. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, it, it is, you, you get out there and you're looking at it and you're like, holy cow, I can't believe. You, it's one of those moments you look at this and you think, how does anybody not believe in a God? Right. Like, you know, you don't even have to believe in my God, but you got to believe that somebody like had some intelligent design Something. behind this really cool waterfall. Because uh, it, it's incredible. Uh, and there's all these stories and stuff that go with it. But the first time I went was the, the year between... My eighth grade year and my freshman year, I went with my church group, and we'd gone and done a mission trip out in Maine. Okay. We were doing like work camp stuff. On the way back, we stopped at Niagara Falls, and um, you don't have to ha- like at that time. I don't know if it's still the case, but at that time, if you were under the age of like sixteen, you didn't have to have a passport. You could use your birth certificate. Okay, and so they've got a bunch of us soon to be freshman boys. There's probably I think there was like ten of us on that trip, but. A bunch of us, and so um, they hand us all our birth certificates. We walk across the border, and we go into Niagara Falls, and we go have a great time. Everything's good, you know. Yeah. Um, and then we're coming back. Like it's late now. It's 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 dark. It's Ten o'clock. We're coming back. We need to get back in the United States because that's where we're staying. That's where we park our car. That kind of stuff. So um, after a long day at uh, 
Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. um, I went looking for my passport that got me into the country, and um, I couldn't find it. Oh boy! And so I turned to my youth pastor and said, "Hey, Jared, um, I uh, do you need to have your your birth certificate to get back into the United States, or is that just a one way thing?" <laughs> And uh, he's like, "No, bro, you gotta you gotta have it to get get back in. But don't worry, you gave it to you gave it to my wife Rachel whenever you got across the border, just like everybody else." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, Jared, you uh, you overestimate me. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> or you underestimate my inability to follow directions." Yeah. So I definitely did not give that that birth certificate to Rachel. Oh, I gosh. lost my birth certificate in Canada. So we go back and retrace our steps. I mean, we went on the Maiden Mist. We did like so we walked down that direction we ate our, our dinner at like the the hard rock cafe so we went there yeah we went to this the, like there was a virtual ride over the the edge of the falls like in this fake barrel we went there we went <laughs> everywhere looking for like and all my friends hate me at this point because they're waiting for an hour yeah for me to try to find this birth certificate that i know there ain't no way you're that we're, guy we're there ain't no way we're ever gonna find it so um we we eventually we give up and I'm like, I'm suiting up, getting ready to swim across the Niagara River to get back into the United States. Uh, and since you've not seen it, you need to know the Niagara River's real big. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Real big and quite uh, uh, turbulent. Yeah. So anyway, I, long story short, the, the guy at the border, he was... Um, he made sure that he made me feel bad about losing my birth certificate. For sure. But he took the like one look at the, you know, uh scrawny fat kid that I am, be like, yeah, he's <laughs> he's American. <laughs> that kid's definitely from Illinois. <laughs> so hold on. Explain scrawny fat kid. I mean, scrawny as in short. Okay. And, okay. I, you know, it, I should have said this curly-headed, short, fat kid. Okay. That, that was me. That was, that was me. And so he's like, oh, yeah, he's definitely one of ours. And so uh, you, oh, you're... Oh, man. Yeah. You, you, almost got, you almost got left in Canada. Oh, yeah, almost. Uh, so I like to think that I, like, I'm, I'm here illegally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at least here exceptionally. Like never you know, found it exceptional to exceptional to the rules. But yeah, then we went back to Canada a few years ago. Um, okay, and uh, I, I did not lose my birth certificate um, or my God. passport. It was much smoother. Thank God. Adventure. Uh, Emily has her own stories about that. She'll have to tell you sometime. But yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would love to go to Canada. Um, definitely, definitely a place I would love to to so. Um, I had a friend who his pastor um, every year went on a huge hunting expedition up there and hunted grizzly bear. With a gun or a bow? Uh, I think a gun, hopefully. I mean, I would think maybe a gun. I think, I mean, I think you got to have some like, you know, brass nuts to be going after a bear with a, like a grizzly bear <laughs> with the guns. But you got to have, you got to have like, you know, you got <laughs> You are an exceptional human being if you're going to go hunt a grizzly bear with a bow and arrow. Like, <laughs> as, as somebody who shot deer with a bow, yeah. and that that deer like gets hit and then runs off, exactly. you know, like exactly. I can't imagine shooting a grizzly bear because no. he he ain't going to run off. No, he's going to run at you. Absolutely. And you I know, would assume it's a gun, unless unless you can legless <laughs> another one right between his eyes or something. You know, you're going to be bear chow. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would definitely say he had some brass nuts, for sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> but not so brass that he was going with a bow. Yeah. Okay. We have the, so, and you, you would just have to know that guy to know like he he would be the guy who's out hunting grizzly in Canada. He would be that guy. You know. So that's wild. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, very, very awesome stories. We went through ministerial training uh, under his leadership. Okay. And, and um, or he, you know, he taught the classes. And, you know, he, he had some, he, yeah, it was interesting. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's well, that's so, cool. Yeah. It that's was, cool. uh, it was incredible. But so, yeah. So we heard about Canada. Speaking of trips, um, you just got back from a youth retreat. Yeah. We it did. It was a fall retreat. It was a fall retreat but, in the snow. Yeah, yeah. So we got about like three inches of snow. Wow. And, Heaven. uh, yeah. It, it was fun. It really was. I mean, like the kids, they had a really good attitude about it. What was hilarious is like, I told the kids a week out, I was like, hey, it's looking like it's going to be cold. And it was. It was very cold. Yeah. Um, but then on, on top of that, it's like, um, they, they did not bring their, they did not bring adequate cold clothing, which right. I, I anticipated that. Right. They really didn't bring adequate snow clothing. Oh, I, I and would so say not. Most of the kids didn't have gloves. Most of the kids are bringing like tennis shoes or canvas shoes or something like oh that. My so gosh. We're, it's like they're they got wet feet and everything. Yeah. I, now me on the other hand, I had a great time. I had my my wool thermal long johns and my <laughs> jeans, johns. my my. Uh, uh, um, I had I have these nice Merrill waterproof boots yeah, and yeah. had my my puffy jacket. I was so comfortable. Yeah, dude, I was so comfortable. Someone my kids that... had a good time. My my little girls they went with us, and so awesome. they played in the snow a lot. And uh, um, yeah, but it it was really it was a good trip. We took uh, I think like forty five people total. Man, um, that's incredible. And, and that's that's awesome because the year before we had. I want to say we had less than twenty people go. Really? Um, so oh, yeah, that's huge. It, yeah, it was a big, big shift. And so I think next year we'll have even more kids go. Yeah. There's something special about getting away. Yeah, for sure. Detaching from from like your normal everyday rhythms in life and everything else, and all the distractions. Now I did have some kids that threatened to like you know chop my head off because I wouldn't give them the Wi-Fi password. They actually ended up hacking it. They figured it out. Like, really? They guessed the Wi-Fi password. Um, that's pretty cool that you so, didn't give it to them though. No, I'm, I told him I'm not giving you the Wi-Fi password. And you're not going to have cell service. So, I love it. Yeah, I, I, but unfortunately, they still figured it out. So yeah. I really wanted to stretch them to where it's like, hey, you're not you, you know, you don't need this stuff. Yeah, like, um, you know, you you don't you you don't got to have your phone. Believe it or not, like there was a day and age when people didn't have a smartphone. Dude, absolutely. We, I mean, I went on youth trips without cell phones. Oh yeah. Like yeah, so, a, like different world. Yeah, they they weren't about it though. They weren't having that. So they, uh, <laughs> you know, they yeah. they were mad at me and mad about all that. But they they did figure it out. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. And that that's a big deal. And there were some kids that really leaned into it. It was actually funny. The last night I was going back to the van to look for um, look for a first aid kit because the kid was looking for a band aid. Okay, and so. Uh, I got in the van and I was looking under the seats and there were two cell phones sitting under the seats and I'm like, "Way to go, kids!" Yeah, man. way to go. Left them like, in there. Yeah, just left it in the van the whole weekend. You know, that's um, awesome. I I love to see it. That, that made me feel super good for sure. Um, really proud of, of those couple kids that were able to detach and and do that. And I think that's an element that's that's super needed. Oh yeah. Um, uh, not even I'm not, I'm not even just going to preach at the kids. 
I, it's needed for me. Mm-hmm. Like I need to detach a lot of times. I try to put my phone away at least a portion of my night, like just put it on silent. If my mom needs me, I'm here. But like, you know, I try my best to, uh, you know, try to unplug a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to try to unplug a little bit more during the holidays um, and just kind of refocus, recenter, um, you know, recalibrate. There you, you know, go. As they say. But yeah, I'm glad it went well. No. I know when I saw the um, the first pictures that you that someone posted, I don't know, uh, maybe it was Riley. I don't can't remember who posted it, but it was like snowy, and I'm like, yeah, what is happening? It was beautiful. It, like, it, it looks so awesome. The, the property we were on is insane. I mean, yeah. like I, I couldn't believe. Like when we pulled up that that evening, I mean, we were there and it was dark. Yeah, uh, I turned to Ashton, who's our our. Administrative, administrative assistant. Yeah, and uh, she went along with us on the trip, and she did a lot of the booking and whatnot. Man. And I turned to her and I was like, "Hey, we need to just go ahead and book next year's trip now." Yeah, because this place looks sweet, and this was in the dark. I mean, like it looked beautiful. The I don't know, I don't know how exactly. I don't know the whole story about the camp, but I know that there's somebody with a lot of money who donated a lot of space. Wow. Um, and then they've they've just been building cabins on it, like. We we were the only forty five people that were there as far as guests, and we we had fifteen staff wait on us. Wow! While we were there, they have got forty five or forty people full time um, on that property. There's That's a there's a, a bison ranch and an elk ranch. Let's on, go! Oh man, it, it was awesome. Um, we actually we've talked about you know what would it look for, like for our junior high kids to go there from camp for, yeah, for that man. Wow! <laughs> but I mean, we're not we're we're sticking with CIY this next year. We'll. Yeah. Uh, We'll see and evaluate, but uh, now, yeah. It do was, they it host was, their own camp, or would you mean like you would do the camp? Uh, they they do host a camp there. Okay, like, so they program out a camp, wow. and so um, youth groups can go to that. And I didn't I didn't ask a ton of questions about it. Yeah, um, and so um, I probably could, you know, find out some more information. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, it it was a cool property, and they got a big lake that it was actually drained. Um, like they drain the lake so they can do maintenance on it, but that's where they do their swimming and, and everything else. But uh, the, one of the guys there was like, man, with the lake down, you see a lot more wildlife. He's like, I saw um, a bald eagle swoop and snatch a bird, or uh, not a bird, a uh, fish <laughs> out of the out of the water. Man, and and America, like take dude. A, take his lunch. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Dude, that's nothing but freedom there. Yeah, man. Like so. Everybody's like, oh, bald eagles are endangered or whatever. No, man, I've seen more bald eagles in my life than I've seen like many, many other critters. <laughs> like, I've I've seen zero wildcats. Like, you know, bob. <laughs> well, uh, that's not true. I've seen a bobcat, but I've never seen like a mountain lion or hey, you know. Speaking of mountain lions, Springfield had one though. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, dude, I saw the picture. Yeah, that was a stock photo. No way. Are you talking about the the picture of the mountain lion in the cage? No, no, this or one was on a farm. Oh, uh, this was like the ring doorbell. Okay, like, took the picture like a trail of it. cam. Okay, yeah, right that. before they uh, tranked the thing. Yeah, sure, that was a big raccoon. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm pumped about. I was pumped about it. Then they took it away. Yeah, they took took away the mountain lion. Yeah, that's all right. Allegedly, all right. it traveled from Nebraska, which I thought was just an incredible story. That's a long walk, man. I mean, that's resilience. Like, how are you going to stop this guy? Like, why not just, if they had a tracker on him, just see where he'd go? Yeah. But I mean, then again, I know I understand, like, you, you got idiots that want to kill it. Well, definitely. 
definitely idiots that want to kill it. And then you got you got you know people that want to like preserve their chickens and stuff. So oh, that's true too. Yeah, know. like pets. Like yeah, you know you don't want your pet killed. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's 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 okay. It's it's super fun to talk about how cool a mountain lion would be. It's not as cool if your mountain lion like you know eats your dog. So, that's true. You know that's true. That'd be a bummer. Yeah, that would be. Apollo would hate that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. The, Dude. I, yeah. It's uh, it's Thanksgiving week. Okay. Um, here we are. My, I have a Christmas tree up. And last with no time, ornaments. It's super lame. There's a Snoopy on the top. But. Here, here's the reason there are no ornaments. And, you know, it's a barren tree, kind of like my dating life. My, my dating life, my love life is a barren tree. So I wanted to represent that oh this God. Christmas. That's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I, but for real, do you have ornaments someplace? Yeah, you're just not gonna not gonna put them on. You know, it's too much work. I, I get yeah. I so so here's what you need to know, folks. Uh, Cody likes Christmas to a point. You know, to a point <laughs> to where like he's okay with setting up the tree. He's okay with lighting up the tree. He's okay with you. He's got a couple Merry Christmas signs. Uh, he got a picture of Santa Claus in here. He switched out Christmas. some of his books to include uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas mm-hmm. and the night before Christmas. Yeah, but. Dude, the stocking is for you right there. That's your stocking. That's my stocking? Yeah. You've it's only got one right stocking now. in here, though. <laughs> what? That's not your stocking? No, man, it's yours. Oh, man, look at that. That's nice. <laughs> but you don't have any ornaments on your tree. I don't. So so the thing is, my life is an ornament. Um, I walk around. <laughs> you guys can't see I rolled my eyes at him. I was going to say, we don't, have, we don't have a video here, so they can't see you rolling your eyes. Um, no, I do have ornaments. Um Honestly, the lights were such a pain because it was a pre-lit tree, and then everything went out, so then I had to buy lights. So here's the thing. I bought three of the same boxes of lights, uh-huh. and if you are looking close, you notice that there are different colors on there. Yeah, there are. And it's super frustrating. Yeah, so, you, you bought some LEDs, and then you bought some normals. But they all said warm white. Yeah. Same box. Nope. Nope. Some of them say LED on them. No. I guarantee it. I double checked. No, see, if you're free on, you're not going to be free on Monday. But if you're free on Monday, <laughs> yeah, you need to come to the church and help okay. us decorate because yeah, you want to learn how to put lights on a tree. Oh, dude, from who? It's it is an intense thing. It's like each each of the arms of the Christmas tree. You go in with lights and you go out. You go in, mm. you go out. Like on each arm of the Christmas tree, and wow. like. Three boxes don't even do the bottom like round. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it you was, couldn't do a whole tree with. It was miserable. Well, so, well, that ain't nothing. So actually, on Saturdays when I'm getting all that out and putting my ornaments on. Oh, okay. So you are putting your ornaments on. Yeah, I'm going to put yeah. them on. Well, that's what we're planning on do, doing this weekend too. With my family's getting out the oh. getting out the Christmas tree. The girls will be pumped about that. So yes, um, you're late, man. No, I'm not, dude. I'm right on time. <laughs> Right on time. I'm I'm not a set up for Christmas before before Thanksgiving kind of person. Because here's here's the reality you you glen, you did what the rest of the world does to Thanksgiving. Yeah. You said, oh man, it's the week of Thanksgiving. Look, I got a Christmas tree up. You know, yeah. like just love Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. But it's dude, one of my favorite holidays. You just want to pass on by it. No way. It's a dude. sideshow attraction no to way. you on the way to Christmas. You know why I love Thanksgiving? Why? 
because I get to go to your house. Okay, your mom's house. That 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 is true. <laughs> like you, you, you know, you can go over to my parents. We're gonna have a big Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. Here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> Real for real though, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Dude, of I love all it. the holidays yeah. in the year. Thanksgiving is my favorite, like because I, I, I love I love the food is fantastic. There was I, I saw mm-hmm. a TikTok the other day that um, some guy was like, uh, you know, if 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 Thanksgiving food's so good, why don't we only have it one day of year, oh, like man. on Thanksgiving? He's like, yeah, it's because turkey is stuffing and cranberry sauce ain't that good. I'm like, shut up, man. Yeah, dude. Like, you're wrong. You're wrong. Because you know yeah. who does serve Thanksgiving food every day of the year? Bob Evans. And Cracker Barrel. And Cracker Barrel. Yeah, you know, for sure. You know what day is the best day to go to Cracker Barrel? Sunday. Thursdays. Oh. You know, because that's the day that they have the turkey dinner special. <laughs> oh, day. And it's got the whole fixings and everything. That's I love good. it. I'm all about it. I, I'll do that every single Thursday. Oh, now, man. I don't eat much at the, the Springfield Cracker Barrel, but... But yeah. the one in Lincoln, like mm-hmm. back when I lived in Mount Pulaski, that was a, a, a hot spot for us. Okay. We went to Cracker Barrel a lot. Dude, I love Cracker and, Barrel. And man, I every Thursday, that's that was my go-to. Okay. So I love Thanksgiving food. I love football. I don't get to watch a lot of football. Yeah. So Thanksgiving is one of the rare days where I can mm-hmm. like sit down and actually watch full games of football. And like I can take a nap. Um, mm-hmm. I get to see my family. It used to be that like we would spend Thanksgiving with my Iowa family, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that we we haven't the last couple of years, but like that's that's always been really fun. Um, you know, they used to come from Iowa. My my mom's side of the family's all they all live in Iowa, and uh, they would come to Illinois and, and stay in our house. And like I Man. think that we we counted it up the other day. They they did that for like ten years, ten years straight. They came. Wow. And like my grandparents did, our house was big enough that uh, my my uncle and, and aunt and their three kids, and then my grandma and grandpa, and then my family of four, we could all like stay there comfortably. Yeah. Um. And it it was so fun. And then and then I love Black Friday. Like I love Black Friday. Oh shopping. man, are like, you like out in the, you're out in it? I used to back when like they encouraged that. Now they don't. Like yeah. everything's online. Like. And yeah. it's like they've been week doing Black, of Black Friday, Friday sales. Weeks. You know, you can you can get you can get Black Friday deals. You could have got them three weeks ago. Yeah, Black Friday is no longer what it used to be, which is a major disappointment it to is. me because now I actually have to pay attention to all these websites yep. other than Black Friday. Yep. Um, so love Black Friday shopping. Super disappointed in the way that that's turned out. Do you still go out and do stuff? Like, do you still go out and shop? No, there's no point. Yeah. Like it's it's like you know. It's it's tough. It's tough to want to go out and do it when you can just when you can just get it at home. You can, yeah. And like you didn't have to go out and fight the crowds. Yeah. It's hard to justify like, oh yeah, I'm gonna stand in line for 45 minutes. Now when Walmart's I got, got the all their deals, deals on the on the app. What? Walmart has all their deals on the app now. Oh. To where you can literally just click it and then you go to a separate parking area and they bring it out to you. So it's super convenient. Also, you like pick up. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get a new TV this year. Do it, man. I want to. I want. I'm to take in between my old TV a TV and, and a crossbow. What? I'm in between a TV and a crossbow. A crossbow, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Crossbow would be fun. You yeah. got a place you can hunt here? Um, I'm hearing that. Uh, as far as public goes, I'm hearing Jim Edgar and San Chris has some pretty cool. Yeah, you can you, areas. Can, you can hunt public places. Yeah. Um, Alec, uh, who's going to be on the show, 
is um, we're going to be hunting next year. So you should you should uh, uh, like in. public place. Yeah. Well, listen, I value my life. I ain't gonna go hunt in a public place. I know. I don't want to. See, it was different in West Virginia. You go out and you have literally just mountain on mountain to where you could do it and you don't have to worry about people and it's so spread out that you don't have to be on top of it. Here's not like that. Nope. Nope. It's just not like that here. Nope. Even even a shotgun slug will will just travel yeah. endlessly because there's nothing to stop it but trees and people. Yeah. And we're so, tr- we're trying to find a line on like somebody's land or something, you know, we're trying to to, to find that. Um so Yeah. I don't even know of anybody that I could ask, like personally. I've asked um, I've I've kind of exhausted like people I know like within my you know within my reach like at church and stuff mm-hmm. and they're like yeah I don't know these days y'all like you have to pay a lot of money for it and I'm like man yeah, yeah. whatever so yeah we're trying no, to figure it out it's I I used to hunt I used to bow hunt um and I used to gun hunt but that was back when my parents lived on a bunch of bunch of land and yeah. and you know and just walk outside and do it and it was fun um but I haven't I haven't picked it back up and I don't know that I'd want to do public land hunting because you just you know yeah. like they, there's so many other people out there who are armed and yep. uh, I yeah. don't always trust them. I don't really want to do it. No, I don't have a lot of desire to do the public land thing. So it sounds like you need a new TV. <laughs> Maybe man, I, still, <laughs> I don't know. The, the crossbow I want is actually cheaper than the TV I want, so I don't know. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty dead set on trying to trying to get into hunting next year. Yeah. You know, so I don't know, man. There you go. Pray there for you. me. Okay. Pray All right. for me. All right. <laughs> so like what's your favorite Thanksgiving food then? <clears throat> favorite Thanksgiving food. Oh gosh, dude. I mean, I don't want to be cliche and say turkey, but Is I, it? I That's I love not cliche. Tur- I love turkey. Yeah, most people don't like turkey the best. Really? Yeah. Um so my thing is dark meat turkey. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, who I, likes white meat turkey? Some people. No, they psychos. Don't. They're they're lying. Psychos. But dude, I gotta have the uh, the turkey leg. You know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, I mean, it's not that I don't like the white meat, but it has to be you smothered. Smother it in gravy. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Oh um, man, you mix it with the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the stuffing. Man, I don't know the stuffing. I can eat stuffing all day. Yeah. And then like then some. Yeah. You know, so you still haven't got to the best, best, best one though. You're not going to say like you're not going to say sweet potatoes, are you? Oh yeah, you're going to say yams. Oh, it's 100 percent the sweet potatoes with the no. with the pecan and brown sugar no. glaze, or or I'm I'm okay with the marshmallow glaze too. That's but, nuts. Oh man, it's so good. <laughs> God, it's so good. I don't. I, I know, save it till last because really? it's like dessert. Well, it's on like my dessert. Plate, yeah, you know. I don't know. I've always struggled with it because I'm like, why is this on my plate right now? When it's it's more of a dessert, and if I'm eating dessert on Thanksgiving, I'm eating pecan pie. Yeah, pecan pie is fine. I I prefer <laughs> apple pie personally on like, Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's like a summer dessert, dude. I like apple pie all the time. So all right, you're an apple pie all the time. Well, apple pie. Emily's apple pie is, is the is the best pie I've ever had. Hey, you know what? I think I actually tried some last year. Maybe mm-hmm. did she make it last mm-hmm. year? Yep. Makes it every year, and it's it so was good. incredible. I will so say good. that it was incredible. Yeah. yeah, and so Emily's apple pie is super good, and then um, I, I'm with you. Like I like I like dark meat turkey and mm-hmm. the stuffing and that kind of stuff. But I'm also like jelly cranberry sauce. I like love it in the can or like in the homemade? can. You like in it in the can. the can? Yeah. All right. Yeah the the can the like, you know the canned cranberry sauce is 
We're getting so excited about food right it's now. It's so so good. <laughs> I, I'm yeah, and my mom makes a like a um like like a corn dish. It's like it's like you know the scalloped corn. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like corn casserole. Um, yeah, you know I'm trying to remember. Did she make it last year? Yeah, makes it every year. Man, and I like that. Um, man, I'm trying to think of it like other just can't. I'm not. I'm not a green bean casserole kind of person. Yeah, like, I've so I, I tried to do about the, that. We and, done a friendsgiving one year, and we done the green bean casserole, and it just wasn't. I wasn't sold. No, green green bean ca- casserole is not not my jam, and neither is like I, I like macaroni and cheese, but macaroni and cheese is not a Thanksgiving food. I agree with that. All right, thank you. We'll I agree with that. Still. You know what? I'm gonna like so. PJ said it last night at youth group. He was like mac and cheese. I'm like, man, that's not a, that's not Thanksgiving. No, it's not. I've never thought about mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. I I watched something or I read something where it talked about different traditional Thanksgiving foods in yeah. different places. I'm like what in the world? Like Brussels sprouts. Like Brussels sprouts are traditional Thanksgiving food. Yeah. Some places. I'm like gross. No, we, that same Friendsgiving we did we did Brussels sprouts. I'm like I've never I've never had Brussels sprouts. I mean they were delicious, but like Brussels sprouts are nasty. You don't like any Brussels sprouts? Like not- I'm not really a a vegetable guy. <laughs> like I know that's hard to believe. Like, are you all right? No. <laughs> it's yeah, vegetables aren't my jam. Like I'll uh, I'll I'll eat like the occasional carrot or uh, <laughs> the occasional carrot. <laughs> you know, Dude. if if there's a salad with a lot of dressing on it and like, yeah. meat and such, I'll 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 do that. But like, you know, I'll send pictures of my food to mom, like yeah. stuff that I cook. She's like, "Where's your vegetables?" I'm like, "Mom, I'm just eating meat." <laughs> it's like. I may have a carrot here and there. Like, yep. I do a roast. I'll I'll do roast during the week in the crock pot, and I'll throw carrots in. Yeah, because they're super easy to make and they're good in the crock pot. Yeah. So, those are my vegetables. Car- carrots. <laughs> you know, I'm all, I can get excited about a carrot maybe, but yeah. like uh, celery is a joke. Oh um, man, broccoli is disgusting. It. Cauliflower is worse than broccoli. No way. Yeah. I'd rather have roasted cauliflower for sure. No. I can get I can get behind some cauliflower pizza. Gross. That's <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even get behind regular pizza. That's well, you don't you don't like pizza? <laughs> no, not really. Oh man, pizza's. I love pizza. Uh, so here's the thing. Like, so I'm not a big Italian guy. So you're never going. Pizza is not Italian. Uh, yeah, I good agree. try though. I agree. So you're never going to find me at an Italian place. You're never okay. going to find me. Like, for me to get pizza, it has to be like I have to be in a hurry, or I have to specifically want Pizza Hut pizza. Okay, Pizza Hut pizza. Yeah, it's nostalgic. That's why you don't like pizza because you like the pizza that you eat is garbage. Pizza. It's nostalgic. I don't care how nostalgic. Pan pizza it is. from Pizza Hut, bro. You, you need to. Have you been to like any of the Chicago deep dish places here? I went like to Nancy's. I went to a Chicago deep dish place in Chicago. Which, which one? Uh, Giordano's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. What'd you think? I mean, there was a lot of sauce. It's a lot of cheese. It's too much sauce. Okay. All right. Well. You're wrong. <laughs> Pizza's fantastic. So here's here's what's interesting. But My it's not favorite restaurant ever is a pizza place. Yeah. It's called Pies and Pints. It's okay. A, it's a West Virginia oh, yeah, original. You told me about this place. Yeah, but it's different. Like I you can, I get a chicken gouda pizza and it doesn't have the red sauce on it. Okay. So I think the the um the constant here that I'm finding myself 
not liking is the red sauce. Okay. Because I could do an Alfredo. I got you. If it's pasta. You know, I could do that. But I hate like a red sauce. Yeah. And if a pizza is covered in red sauce, I just don't like it. Do you know that the the top grossing pizza day is the day before Thanksgiving? Yeah, I could see that. It's also the uh, second highest um, day for DUIs. <laughs> <laughs> the day before? Yeah, the day before Thanksgiving. Is is, the is really? Yeah, man. Everybody pre-gaming before they got to go see their family. You know, <laughs> Getting prepared. No, it's what for about real. Black Friday? No, no, no. It's 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 really? the day before Thanksgiving. Because a lot of people don't... I mean, nobody works on Thanksgiving. You know? Yeah. Christmas Eve, everybody's busy doing family stuff. The day before Thanksgiving, it's like, you know... That's true. People go out and they live it up. Wow. It's Wild Wednesday. Wow. Wild Wednesday. I'm gonna have a Wild Wednesday. I'm gonna get my hair cut. You know, it's it's second behind New Year's Eve, but like, yeah, it's uh, you know, wow. I guess I never would have thought of that. Yeah, I, the only reason I know that is I got pulled over um, as a like 17 year old, oh. and the dude is convinced that I was drunk. Oh man, I was not drunk. The reason he was convinced I was drunk was I stopped in the middle of a country road, turned around, and went the other direction. Like did a, a U turn in the middle of the road. Problem is, I didn't see him behind me. Right. Oh, boy. Um, he was a ways off, okay? Like, so I was still, I made the turn safely. Right. It wasn't until I made the turn that I saw his lights come on. And so I stopped, you know? Yeah. But what had happened is, like, a piece of my car broke off and flew into this cornfield. Like, and so I was stopping <laughs> Wait, to go get what? it. It's like the fender flare on my car. Like, it was like flapping in the breeze. <laughs> off it went. And then so I stopped. <laughs> To go get it out of the field, and the cop kept saying I was lying, and I wasn't lying. I was telling the truth. I mean, I was like it broke, it broke. I'm yeah. gonna go get it. It's gonna be good. Like, <laughs> let me go get my thing. I'm sorry, I didn't use the lane properly. Yeah, and so he I mean, come was on, telling it's a country me, road. What? I mean, come on, it's a country road. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, come on, you know. Uh, but now. he initially had turned around because he'd passed. He'd met me coming like. um he met me head on, and I was going too fast. Yeah, and so he had turned around to come pull me over for speeding. Oh, and so and that's what he told me. He's like, "I was going to pull you over for speeding, but now I'm pulling you over for improper lane usage, uh, reckless driving. What a jerk! You know, were you even wearing a seatbelt? I'm like, yeah. yeah, I was wearing a seatbelt. Like, you know, like, and uh, so all of these things. Well, luckily he had a buddy pull up too, and the buddy went out to look for my my fender flare. Because uh, mm-hmm. this this other cop called me a liar, you yeah, know? Uh, and and again asked me if I'd been drinking or if there's drugs or if there's anything he needed to know about in the car, and uh, <laughs> I'm like, dude, no. Uh, I'm like, I I got a guitar. I'm coming from the church, um, yeah. where, where I was, you know, playing music with my cousins. Yeah, playing uh, for Jesus, dude. Yeah, right. Um, so he uh, like he keep, keeps calling me, you know, a liar, and like, you know, I you know, I'm not telling the truth. Other dude finds my fender flare, and uh, they have a little huddle, and they come back, and he goes, "You're lucky. It's a holiday, and I'm a nice guy. I'm gonna oh, let you wow. off the hook." I'm like, "Yeah, you're a super nice guy. Yeah, yeah you're really nice. acting nice, pal. Yeah, really. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> I can't be too mad because I didn't get a ticket. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and I got my fender flare back, and I didn't have to go wading through the muddy cornfield to find it. So, well, thank God for that other cop. Yeah, right. He was—he's the real hero of the story. He is the real hero. Yeah, I think he ended up being sheriff a few years later. So, yes, he did. Yeah, my God, what goes around comes. What around. a story. Yeah, man. I don't know about that last bit, but you know, 
<laughs> that might have been sounded a good. Yeah, sounded remember. good. Was this in Edinburgh? It was outside Stonington. Stonington. It was on the road between Edinburgh and Stonington. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I know where that's at. Do you? I don't know. No, you don't. Yeah. So, Stonington. Yeah. I doubt it. But. I've been I've been through Stonington before. Okay. For some yeah. reason. Oh, did you go to Decatur? Yeah. From Taylorville? That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you you did go through Stonington. I went also went through what is it, Booty? Yep. Booty, Illinois. Booty. I I laughed so hard driving through that town. Yep. There's Willie's. Booty. Yep. Stonington. Yep. Blue Mound. Yep. Then Decatur. Decatur. Hey, we it's almost had coffee from Decatur on the episode. What? We almost had a coffee from Decatur on the episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. The only good thing in Decatur, probably, is that coffee. I, yeah. There's good disc golf in Decatur. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't know. Well, you know, you played one time. And I was terrible. You were very bad. <laughs> Dude, it was sad. It was sad. It made me feel like such a weak individual. <laughs> because, because, you know... These you're, you guys are getting out there and you're just launching these frisbees, and they're just flying beautifully through the air and just cutting the atmosphere. And I'm just like, man, how beautiful was that? Then I get up there, and it would be like I'm trying to do this form that you're teaching me, and then it would just flail like a dead duck. And yeah, like, well, it, oh, okay, it wasn't good, but that I mean that it's, it has less to do with your strength. And more about just like your ability to fall direction. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all timing. It's all had, timing and form. I had yeah. one. I, I feel like I remember one throw where I was like, "Man, I can get into this." Yeah. And then it was downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's the that's the key is you, that one throw needs to be late enough in the round that you're like, "Man, if I could just do that every time, yeah, I'd be so good." At this. Yeah. By the time so, I like, I think by the time that it was over, I was like, "Yeah, I'm done." Like the last few. Yeah. I don't know. You call them holes? Yeah. Like I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not even throwing this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, I understand that. It's, but it was fun. I'm not yeah. saying it wasn't fun. Yeah. It was great. When you when you first get started, it's always a good idea to just play nine. Don't yeah. try to play 18, you yeah. know, just because it's like, it's not <laughs> discouraging. You know? <laughs> I remember meeting you. That was the first thing you mentioned was disc golf. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. All right. I, I don't I, know what that is. But I don't I, play very often, like at this time of year, because it's just cold and windy, and ugh, yeah, you know, nobody wants to play in cold wind. Yeah, but uh, you know, once it once it warms up a little bit, like so, when we get a few of those days where it's like Wednesday, it's supposed to be sixty degrees. Like Wednesday, I'll be trying to get out there and throw. Ugh. So, but we'll we'll see what happens. That's like it's so sacrilegious to be warm in November. Ooh, no, <laughs> you're looking at this all wrong. Looking at this all wrong. I mean, it's it's just like be be something, be winter or be nothing. Oh, okay. Well, it's not winter. Well, this be is cold. still fall. Be well. So, I guess you're right. It don't even need to be cold. So, I just love the cold. Yeah, I can tell because again, yeah, folks at home, it's roughly forty two degrees in his house. But dude, I'm saving so much on my power bill. Yeah, and you also you, you know, don't have to refrigerate your items in the refrigerator. You just set it on the counter and it's just fine. He's <laughs> yeah. got it, you know. Not you're not wrong at no. all. No. I I was worried about the chicken breast sitting out, you know, but now I'm not. It'll be fine. I think it's been there for 3 days. <laughs> You're more at risk of it freezing overnight tonight yeah, than you are. That's why my uh, nose is running because I'm freezing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. you know, hey, All, my power bill's low. Right. You know, think green. 
Well, dude, week of Thanksgiving. Um, tell me something you're thankful for. Oh man, without without being like super cliche. Yeah. I am I am thankful for this year. I'm trying to think like something that, that's just specific to this year, uh, yeah. beyond just like the, the normal family friends and just wellness sort of thing. Um, I, you know, I think I'm I'm, I'm really thankful for um, the the team of people I work with at the church. Like, yeah, I, I've watched that team grow. It's been some. There's been some challenges um, on our team this year, uh, but really like. Overall, um, I'm seeing more people bought in to what's going on. Um, we had baptisms this weekend at church, and we had a few kids get baptized. And what was awesome was I didn't do any of those baptisms. It was all their small group leaders. And that's, that's awesome. That's cool. That's that's Man. what we live for. That's what I'm thankful for. What about you? What are you thankful for this year? Um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, the, the, the regular stuff, you know, uh, family health, stuff like that. But, like... If I'm looking at it, you know, in a deeper perspective, um, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to be where I am now, compared to two years ago, maybe even a year mm-hmm. ago. Um, as far as just in my walk with with Jesus and um, what He's done in my life is just, and that, I mean, I don't want I don't want that to sound like. Oh, I'm I'm holy. I'm like it's just like just to see the grace, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of the the redemption and the restoration that I didn't think was possible. Um, kind of I'm watching it kind of just all work itself out, and just this peace. Um, yeah, I, I'm thankful for I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for also I'm thankful for my job. Mm-hmm. Um, super. Super stressful, but at the same time, it's so rewarding uh, working yeah. with students. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things you can be thankful for, but just, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's good stuff to be thankful for, man. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that, uh, you you know, you threw on our, our list of things to talk about was yeah. stuff to that, that we're reading. Yeah, things dude. are reading, and yeah, so what here's reading? what I thought we would do. Okay, because we're getting ready to head into like the the month of December. Where, yep, where people maybe don't have a, a lot of time, but it's always nice to have like a book on yep. your radar. So whenever if you do get some downtime where you get to cuddle up next to the fire, mm. you know maybe you know you got a couple day extra days off. Yes, you want to pick up a book in December. What's your favorite book? What's like the book? If you're going to recommend one or two of them to somebody that you read this year that you want people to to check out here at the end of the year, like don't leave twenty two with or twenty twenty two without reading this book. Oh, geez. <clears throat> well, um, I want to be specific, and I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to say this to men. Okay. It could be for women too, because the book wasn't wasn't specific, and it made it very clear that you know women could read this book. <clears throat> but I'm going to say "Death of Porn," okay, by Ray Ortland. Right. Um, it's not like it kind. Of, I I bought it. It was an easy, you know, easy like t- maybe 200 pages, maybe not even that. But I thought it was going to be very porn specific, and it wasn't. Mm, okay, and it and it kind of looked at deeper rooted issues 
And it really opened up a huge just perspective on that. So it, I'm going to say men and women, I would, it's an easy read. So read that book. That's been um, one of the books that I've absolutely just um, fell in love with. Hmm. And it's kind of obscure. Yeah. You know, because of the topic. But um, if I'm going to go with a more general book, I would say Gentle and Lowly. Okay. Uh, by Dane Orland. Yeah. Are they so, are they related? Yeah. Okay. I don't know exactly how. I think they're. I think it's maybe his nephew, okay. or maybe they're not related. Right. But I think they are. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's um, a good guess. But I'm pretty sure it's Dane Orland. There's several. Yeah. It's it, Dane Orland is the one who wrote Gentle and Lowly. Okay. I listened to it. Yeah. Love that book. Um. So I would I would definitely. I uh, recommend those two books for sure. I just finished Dallas Willard's uh, Renovation of the Heart. Yeah. And, man, it's a lot. Oh, yeah. I loved it, but it was it, it started to be a task to get and through. You move from gentle, gentle and Lowly to, you know, Renovation of the Heart. That's a, yeah. you know, that, <laughs> that's a big shift. It was. Um, yeah, just just the stretch there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what about you? Uh, if I were going to recommend, I'm, I'm going to give you three. Okay. Cause All right. One of them, one of them, it really is a real recommendation. Um, but, I think I know you well enough to know what it's going to be, but go ahead. Well, it's I'm re- recommend Emily's book, the the oh, manipulated. I okay. thought it was super good. Okay, uh, good book. Uh, I've I've been reading her latest one, the angered book. And I know we talked about it last time, so I'm not going to plug it too hard. But Aww. like, I I really like it. It was a good book, and it, and it had me like up until the end. I didn't know who who done it. You yeah. Know? And so like it, it was a good one, uh, but outside of that one, um, the other fiction book that I'd recommend. Okay, you, you know what it is? I don't know. You kind of threw it's, me. It's Jaber Crow. Um, it's what? By it's it's called Jaber Crow by Wendell Berry. No, I've never heard of. Oh it. man, dude, Wendell Berry. Um, so I I picked it up because I was listening to a Nick Offerman book. Okay, and he talks about Wendell Berry, and then I listened to. Um, Oh, Andrew Peterson, his his book. Yeah, um, okay. A God in the Garden. So I was listening I to that. it, and he talked about Wendell Berry. Um, mm. And just like both of these guys were talking about how influential his writing is, and then I listened to a podcast, and it talked about like the conser- or conservation efforts of Wendell Berry. And then I got to looking, and this guy, like he's a, he's a devout Christian too, okay. and just like somebody who believes that um, when when – you know, God gave us the instruction to care for the earth and the yeah. garden. Yeah. Like the, that's something we ought to take seriously. And so he, uh, like, so he writes about conservation in such a way that it's not like, like, it's not uh, taxing as far as it's not it's not taxing as far as like um, um, political. Like, okay. You know, it's okay. not it's not like politically taxing. It's not it's not even it's not even like um, like mentally taxing because okay. it's 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 just stories like he's writing stories but you see like the the way that um the way that that we have taken our land and our and where we live for granted oh, over man. time and and so Jaber Crow really cool cool book okay it's about a it's about a, a barber it's about a barber who lives in this little town in Kentucky and like all right he he lives through the end of the 1800s or uh, right at the beginning of the 1900s up until the the late seven late 70s early 80s that kind of time frame yeah and just you don't think about the amount of 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 change that happened in that time 
until you re- you really think about the amount of change that happened at that time in two world wars, like you know the Great wow. Depression, all of this stuff, and oh, then man. you know, and then you see this big technological boom at the end as we're getting getting into the seventies, eighties, you okay. know, just like you know the 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 way that things changed, and, and it's it's just cool to cool to to listen to the I listened to the book I I promised myself any more Wendell Berry books I'm gonna buy them and read them like like print because uh, I, I felt like I, I was doing the book a disservice by I not have to check that out not reading it. but uh, that was good as far as like nonfiction uh, I, I listened to a lot of nonfiction um, and the can't think of one that really stands out, um, but I can talk about the one that I just finished. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's the it's called "At Your Best" by Carrie Newhoff, okay. and so um, you know, coming full circle with the Canadians. But uh, yeah. um, <laughs> but he he basically talks about he talks about working um, when you're you're at your best, meaning like you have red zones, yellow zones, and green zones. Okay, and so. Uh, thinking about your day, like when are you most productive? When are you most efficient? And then do what you do best in those green zones. Wow. Like so, okay. you're investing your your best energy into the skills and talents that you have that you need to refine and use at your best. And then using yellows for like you know um, n- like non critical meetings, you know, like, um, or non creative meetings and reds is, you know, time to do busy work or whatever those things are. And so it was cool. I mean, it just yeah. like, as far as productivity, what he was saying, he's like, you know, take, take your calendar seriously. Don't mm-hmm. just put like, you got crap to do today and you're going to throw it all in to your day and you just get things done whenever you get done. Cause you might end up doing, like menial tasks when you're at your peak mentally mm-hmm. um, and you miss out on that. So you're like, for me, like sermon writing, like at one in the afternoon is one of the worst things I can do. Right. Because I'm, I'm like, that's not a good time for me. Like yeah. I don't hit a yellow zone again until like two o'clock. So okay. like noon to noon to two is a, is a red zone for me. Okay. Like just because I, I'm, that's super interesting. Yeah, someone has talked about this book, and it may have been maybe it was you. I don't know, um, but someone has mentioned this book to me. I recognize the name and the the zones you're talking about. So someone I can't remember who it was, but <clears throat> I have to check that out. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's okay. it's something that like would be a, especially helpful if you get to manage your calendar. Like oh, if okay. you know, so you're kind of like with your job, you're kind of stuck doing whatever you got to do yeah. whenever you got to do it. Now during the summer, you get a lot more flexibility and free time um but as a like a you know uh as a teacher or a teacher adjacent kind of person or like a doctor or something your your schedule's kind of dictated by by who who you work with but like as somebody who you're in charge of setting your own schedule or you've got a little bit more flexibility as far as like you've got to get tasks done um i found it super super helpful but yeah I need to yeah, check that out for those sure. Those are those are two that I really like, and or those are three, I guess, like books that I really liked this year. I thought you were going to say with. Oh, with it was good. Yeah, yeah, I bought that, and I thought I thought you had you had spoken very highly of a book, uh, maybe last year called the. Um, <clears throat> no, I guess it was last year. Oh, um, the was the Navy Seal book. 
No. Oh, Extreme Ownership? No. Comer. Not. It was a Comer book. Um, it was the maybe it wasn't Comer. Um, oh, the the Comer books. Yeah, the I, ruthless. The ruthless something of hurry. A li- ruth, ruth, ruthless elimination of hurry was last year. Last yeah, year, but it, okay. it's a good one. Okay, someone Anything else was talking John about Mark it recently. Comer's good. I, I've I've listened or read. Um, God has a name. Okay, ruthless elimination of hurry. Uh, yeah, I keep. I've never read Garden a book City. from him. Um, um, and they're all fantastic books. I hear that a lot of people oh, say and, that. And uh, and uh, live no lies. Yeah, okay. And so I, I li- I've done four of his books. Uh, the ones I haven't is like he's got one on on marriage I haven't listened to yet, but it's it's in my queue. Um, yeah, actually, I need it now that we're talking about this. I've got three Audible credits, so that means I got to go out and buy a book. There you go. Because um, if it renews, you just lose the credit. So oh man. Yeah, it's Amazon's tricky. I've tried to listen to books, and I can't do it. Oh man, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I set it to one and a half speed. That's how I get dishes done. I just listen to books. <laughs> I I can burn through books like it's nobody's oh, business. Man, you do the dishes. I love dishes. it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, man. So Emily's what I so blessed. What I lack lack in looks, I make up for in hard work and. <laughs> <laughs> and willingness to do the listen dishes. listen uh, if you guys don't know what he looks like this guy is a solid stud okay a stud i thought you were gonna say he's a solid six <laughs> <laughs> Just slightly above average <laughs> oh man but you know uh you know thanksgiving we're propelling right into the holiday season um and you know we'll end this with kind of a deep dive into uh, the topic today. And it kind of you know, if you look at the holidays, if you look at, um, I mean, starting from Thanksgiving on to Christmas, and I mean, even if you think about the fact that a lot of people are already putting that pressure on themselves to, um, you know, perform for the holidays. Um, I wanted to kind of look at this from a perspective of you know us individually, like we can tie it to the holidays because. I know for me, none of my family need gifts. None mm-hmm. of my family ever put a pressure on me to get them something. But every every year I put a pressure on myself to perform in buying these gifts. Right. And, you know, I kind of thought about that and I thought, man, you know, when we look at our faith and when we look at, you know, what we do and how we live this life, um, you know, what is the danger? I mean, and this is this could obviously be a podcast in a, in and of itself. Uh, this topic, but you know, what are the pitfalls? What is the danger of a performance-based faith where we have to try to earn grace and we have to try to earn God's favor and we have to work um, to feel blessed? You know, yeah. What are the dangers of that? Well, I mean, just to kind of put it in a nutshell, I guess, if when I think about performance-based faith and like the dangers of that, like if you want a picture of that, look at Jesus's interactions with the Pharisees. Yeah. Because those are those are uh, those are guys that 100% performance-based faith. And yep. like if you want to know like the 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 danger of that, the pitfall, I mean, yep. it is is the way that Jesus interacts with them that's the harshest words he has for anybody in all scripture. Absolutely. Are are Pharisees who believe that they've earned favor with God through their good works. And so I think that like um the 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 danger there is you end up leading people astray, mm-hmm. leading people to to feel like they have to earn grace, which yep. is which is not 
not true. Nope. Um, but then the other danger of that is then you begin to look down your nose at other people. Absolutely. Um, and you know when when you don't when you don't believe that people have a seat at the table, like yep, you're missing the heart of God. Yep. And like you know, last night we talked about uh, the the Samaritan woman at the well. I Beautiful. mean, like that. Beautiful that is, sermon. That's just, but that's like that's just hundred percent. Like you know, a Pharisee would have never given that lady the time of day, right? You know, right? And Jesus comes and he breaks that mold. And so um, I think that if you're somebody who's living by performance based faith, I mean, I think it's time to repent. Yeah, uh, because Jesus calls you to repent. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, that's not me telling you to repent. That's you know, the right. words of Jesus are pretty black and white. But the other piece of that is that, like, I think that there's so many people that that they are so rattled by performance-based faith mm-hmm. that they don't allow themselves to have a real relationship with Jesus. Absolutely. Um, because they feel like they're too far gone or they're too broken. Yep. And, yep. and I think that either way that the enemy uses uses that myth of earning salvation, earning grace, earning yeah. Jesus, earning what he's done for us. I think the enemy uses that lie and manipulates it in such a way that either way, yeah, either way he's turning people away from Jesus. Yeah, either that's so incredible uh way you put that for sure. Yeah. Um you know, when I was thinking about this, like there's so many there's so many ways you can talk about this and so many different um, pitfalls to this. And it's like, it's like, man, I, I heard like, and I'll speak from my perspective. I've heard a lot of sermons. I mean, I want to say, I mean, hundreds of sermons over my life. Oh, I, definitely hundreds of sermons. Yeah. That, um, <clears throat> and I've been, I've been guilty of doing this. We put ourselves in the shoes of these biblical characters mm-hmm. and these biblical heroes. And we say, oh man, you know, I'm just, I'm in a David season and oh, I'm in a Moses season. Um, and, and, and I understand that not everyone's, um, you know, that's like, not everyone is like, their intent is not bad. Mm-hmm. But like when we put ourselves in the shoes of a David, when we put ourselves in the shoes of a Moses, yeah. We're literally making ourselves, maybe inadvertently, we're making ourselves the hero of these stories. Oh yeah, and we're and we're putting ourselves up on this pedestal, and we're saying, "Oh, we're the I'm the hero." Like I might I might be in a a dry season right now, but bless God, I'm going to come out and and I'm going to free thousands of people. I'm going to part the Red Sea. Yeah, yeah, right. And, or or man, this this Goliath, I'm going to slay him. But the problem with that is, those stories were pointing to something greater. Like those stories were Moses, Jesus is the greater Moses. Jesus was the greater David. Like Jesus, um, you know, David slayed, you know, he he killed Goliath. That was supposed to be a representation of Jesus defeating sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moses freeing the people was a re- representation of uh, Jesus freeing the captives from death. Like, yeah. so are we like, we got to be careful because are we making ourselves Jesus? And when we when we talk about performance-based faith... It you know you you got to look at it and say you know what how do I have the power to make myself holy like mm. how do, how can I honestly do this and this and this and this and this and become holy if I could do that what would be the point of grace yeah like I guess that's kind of where my mind goes with it is um, 
man, if I can, if I can do all these tasks and do all these things to, to earn, then I mean, am I not making myself the hero of my own story? Yeah. Because when you look at it, I did this. Yeah. I, I, I earned this. Right. And we, we make ourselves the heroes and we're not. No. At all. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. And I, and, and I think that that's the, that's the detriment to ourselves is we miss, we, like, we begin to not fully appreciate what Jesus has done for us. Yeah. When we think we've done it for ourselves. (laughs) Right. And, um, like, and and that's why I think that when when people have stories of of just of lots of sin and brokenness, yeah, and then they find Jesus, yeah, you you get an, an essence where they like they realize how totally helpless they were without Christ. Absolutely, and and if we don't really believe that about ourselves, then we we miss the whole person of Christ. Yeah, like yeah. It, I so I just talked about this in my small group. So, you know, growing up, I had to reach this point. I had to do this. I had to do this in order to be holy. I had to do this. Um, and when I started in ministry, it was like, all right, now I'm even now I'm even holier. Mm. So I've got to be even holier. Now I've got to do even more. Then when I started pastoring, it was like, oh, you're the pinnacle of. Of perfect, you're the pinnacle of of, of holiness. Yeah. Now you got to be holy, and I wasn't. Right. And I was broken, and I had a lot of issues that I was uh, terrified to say that I had, and like all of that pressure of performing, of constantly performing, of constantly putting on this, uh, you know, this mask. Yeah. Of performance was like it broke me. And it's like, man, I was doing this, doing this, and doing this, and then finally I realized, wait a minute, Jesus, he already did all of this for me. Right. Like, I don't have to perform because Jesus did it. And I don't have to be something I'm not, like, I'm, like, and it was just, it was just this beautiful, this beautiful breaking, and it took, it was a process of breaking, and we talk about, we talked about brokenness in our small group, and um, it's a beautiful pain, but but looking back and understanding, man, all the things that I was doing, like, and, and I'm not saying you don't have to strive to be like Jesus. Like, we right. have to live it. Right. I understand that. But like, man, like, he already loves me. Right. I'm already enough. You're already enough. He already loves us. He already died for us. It's done. It's paid for. Yeah. And... Just understanding that I didn't earn it, and I can't take it away, right? Is is a beautiful thing. Oh, for sure, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, Dallas Willard, I just like I said, I just finished the renovation of the heart book, and the last chapter, he was speaking from a congregational, um, you know, viewpoint, but I took it from an, to an individual level, where he talked about we have focus so much on the vessel. We focus so much on our earthen vessel that we have forgot the treasure hmm. that is in our vessels. And we have made the vessel the treasure. 
And that's kind of what I think about when I think about performance-based faith. We make ourselves the hero. Mm-hmm. We make ourselves the treasure. We make we make our routines and our schedules and our we make in looking at a congregational level, we make the church services the treasure. We mm-hmm. make the you know the music we sing, the 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 liturgical aspect of it. Like we make all that the treasure when really it's Jesus. Right. It's Jesus inside of 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 this clay and this dirt. Yeah. Like he chose to be in us. He chose these earthen vessels uh, to be in, and we just can't lose sight of that. That's the real treasure. Like yeah, we're not the treasure. Right. Jesus is. Right. You know. I got yeah. I got nothing else to add. That was perfect. <laughs> I mean, no. Thank you, Dallas Willard. I guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I, I think that 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 yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, man. It's, it's it's Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's it's and and that, if and if you lose track of that, yeah, that's when. That's when you begin to believe that it's a, it's on you. Yeah, man, that's that's a lot of weight to carry. It is. That's a that's a big burden to bear. It is. And and you have said this before, you know, you know, pointing people to Jesus, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I love so much, and that's what I have found so much grace in. And it was like it's what I preached so many years of my life, but didn't really get it until I got it. Mm-hmm. And it's man, it's it's Jesus. Yeah. Like it, it's a simple gospel, but it's also so profound and so deep that he would love us enough to reach down in the dirt and and pull us out. Yeah, and we didn't have to do anything but just live. I, I saw a, a meme the other day that said, um, "Paul walked into heaven to the cheers of the people he killed." Hmm. That's the gospel, man. And it just hit, dude. That just that just hit me. I was like, "That's wild." Are you, I mean, think about that, dude. Like, yeah, the, that's that's crazy. Like, it's just that's the gospel, yeah. and it just excites me. And it just, it just, um, yeah, it just, I don't know. It just, it blows me away that that he loves us that much. Yeah, um, and that is the gospel. That really yeah, it is. is, and that's what I want to keep doing um, with this podcast is pointing people to Jesus. Um, Sweet. That, yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll pull out issues, we'll talk about issues, but at the end of the day, Jesus is the one who who takes care of those issues. Right. Uh, that's the formula. Yeah. That's the. I mean, that's the solution. Jesus is the solution. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I love man. it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's been good again. Oh yeah, it is. My toes are freezing, dude. It's getting kind of cold. I'm okay. Ready to get out of here. I can see my breath. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey guys, listen. Uh this is the Bad Apples podcast. Uh don't forget God is good and you are loved. Yeah. And now, a glowing review from some of our listeners. This is Mike Skaggs half of the Mike and Cody show. This podcast sucks. Hey, this is Chris and uh, I've heard of this Bad Apples podcast. To me, I think it's kind of sketchy. I don't know. You take a listen and see what you think. This is Dylan. And, you know, after listening to the Bad Apples podcast, it's just it's just not that good. It's pretty mid, honestly. It's just it's nothing special, to be honest. That's all I got to say.